Denise. everybody to Tuesday Night Live. We are so excited that you are here with us tonight and we're looking forward to a wonderful time in the Lord as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior this month. Today is the first day of December, the first day of the last month of 2020 and I'm super excited about that. I'm anxious and looking forward to 20. 21 coming around. What are you trying to say? You're trying to say that 2020 was a rough year? Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited about 2021 coming in, and we've just got finished with Thanksgiving, about to go into Christmas, and we pray that this is going to be the greatest Christmas that you have had thus far. We believe in that God's going to do some great things in our lives, and I don't believe that God is finished with us yet. Amen. I believe it's just the beginning of what he's going to do, what he's going to sh how he's going to show himself mighty on the behalf of his people. So I'm excited about it. I'm glad you've joined us tonight. Tonight, uh, Bev's going to start off and we're going to begin to talk about joy, a three-letter word that everyone needs in their life. We all need joy. As a matter of fact, our theme for this month is joy. And several years ago, I was preparing a message, and the title of my message was Joy in the Midst of Holiday Heaviness. Because sometimes the holiday time can be very challenging, and it can actually be um, a heavy time for different ones, maybe because they've lost individuals or or maybe their season in life has changed for a myriad of reasons. And so, you know, we want to talk about that, you know, and so the joy is one of the fruits of the spirit. You know, we're a spirit-filled church. We are spirit-filled believers and we encourage those that are connected to our life to develop a relationship with the Holy Spirit, get to know him, get to know his voice, tap into the realms of the spirit. And you know, when we have that relationship in the Holy Spirit, in Corinthians, it tells us not only the gifts of the spirit, you know, and everybody's like, hey, I wanna flow in the gift of healing. I wanna flow in the gift of prophecy. I wanna, I wanna have all these gifts and discernment and words of knowledge and, you know, they, they wanna have all of the gifts of the spirit in operation in their life. But what really, what really speaks to others that, that we have a flow in our life and that we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit <clears throat> is when we have the fruit of the Spirit manifest. See, when you are so in relationship with the Holy Spirit, <coughs> the fruit of the Spirit will manifest. You won't even have to try. It's going to come forth. And you can be going through... And some of you that are watching right now, you are, you're going through the darkest season that you've ever been through in your life. But I want to encourage you because that relationship that you have said that you're encountering with the Holy Spirit, that relationship is going to help you press beyond and you are going to manifest and exhibit the joy of the Lord, a joy when it doesn't make any sense to have joy. 
You know, and when you have that joy, you have peace, which is also another one of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And so what is joy? Joy defined <coughs> is great delight and gladness of heart. The happy state that results from knowing and serving God. When we know and we serve God, there is a happiness that comes and it's that joy that eternal joy that only can be found in a relationship with God. It also means it's a deep abiding inner rejoicing in the Lord. It's from the depths of your soul, this joy that's there that manifests when, when other people will look at your life and they're like, wow, you know, they just lost their business or they just, you know, um, you know, their, their, their children are, 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 are not in communication with them or their, their marriage is encountering struggle, but, tr you know, struggles and trouble, but yet they seem to have joy. Well, it's that deep abiding, abiding to abide means to take up residency, a deep abiding inner rejoicing in the Lord. See, I don't, I may not be joyful about the chaos in my life right now, but I can have joy because I am grafted into the vine. I know who I believed in. I know who I am serving. And so that confidence and that awareness brings me supernatural joy. Joy means to rejoice and to be glad, happy, joyful, cheerful, Rejoicing and festive. You know, Garland, um, as we are reading the Christmas story, you know, as it's recorded in the book of Luke, um, Luke chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at Christ's birth. We will have joy and gladness. People will rejoice at his birth. This is the greatest time of the year to be able to celebrate with others and share the gospel message. Sometimes we don't know when to witness to people and how to witness to people. But you know, you're going to encounter people every day, some who are filled with joy and some who are are struggling and they they don't really understand what joy is about. What a great opportunity to reach out and encourage them and share with them the joy of the Lord. You know, Elizabeth said in Luke chapter 1, verse 44, For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation, she's talking to her cousin, Mary, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. Here's Elizabeth expecting and her cousin Mary comes to visit her, who is also expecting. Elizabeth is carrying John the Baptist. And when the baby in her womb heard Mary's voice, the baby leaped, the scripture says, and Elizabeth said, for joy. It was that deep abiding joy that we're talking about that comes from knowing the Lord. And so the babe leaped. You know, I, I, I remember Garland after we became pastors that one of the first, uh, the very first sermons I ever preached was called Make My Baby Jump. And you know, we can have such a joy when we are around other people. I can go around somebody and you know, the, everybody's pregnant with something. Doesn't have to be a baby. It may be a business idea or an invention. You know, we were talking about our grandchildren, you know, uh, looking for, we've been looking for Christmas gifts and talking about things that will stimulate their creative minds. They're very, uh, they have a lot of artistic ability and they're very creative. And so we're trying to come up with some to gifts to give them that will stir up that creativity within them. Um, one of them, the five-year-old, is always talking about things he wants to invent. The 10-year-olds have been talking about that for years as well, that they want to invent things. And I know that three-year-old's going to be telling us the same thing 
in just a few weeks or months, the same thing. And so, you know, you can be the one that speaks joy into someone else, whatever it is that God destined them to birth. Might be a business. It might be to write a book. It might be an invention. But you can speak words of life. Or we can speak words that bring so much discouragement and, and take away all hope. And what a time for us to stop and say, hey, wait a minute. I need to think about how I'm talking to people right now. This can be a very stress filled time, but we need to get our focus in such a place that we will recognize that this is the greatest opportunity to share the love and the opportunities that Christ offers for us. Joy is very different from happiness. It's defined as the happy state that results from knowing and serving God. And I, I read that earlier, but I wanted us to, to really focus on that again. Also, the words joy, joyous, and rejoicing are found over 200 times in the Bible. So God's telling us that this is important. He wants us to have his joy. And so that's why it's repeated and it's mentioned so many times and in various ways throughout God's word. So we have to make a conscious effort, purposely choose joy in any and all situations, we can choose to rejoice in who God is and in what he has done for us in our lives. Just want to read a couple of more things and we're going to discuss all this. You want to interject right now? Okay. The Bible states that no one can take your joy away. You know, frequently when we're frustrated, we want to say, oh, well, this one did this or that one did that. Or it's because, you know, my mama did this or it's because my spouse, you know, did this or, 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 you know, the school teacher when I was young, you know, so scarred me that I'm still affected as I'm growing up. And we, we tend to play the blame game and we try to find people to, to blame for the situations that we're dealing with, but the reality is no man, the word says, can take away your joy. Why? Because joy is given to you because of your relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's what I read to you earlier, and I was reading that definition. It's deep. It's abiding. It's taken up a permanent residence there unless you choose to give it up. See, everything in our Christian life is about our choice, our will, our free will. God created us to be a free will agent. So I can choose to follow God. I can choose to give him my whole heart. And I can choose to have joy in the midst of every <coughs> adversity. And I can choose to be a joy giver to other people and to speak joy and hope and life into their situations Joy comes from God and our walk with him. No one can take away the joy of our salvation. Happiness and joy are not the same thing because happiness is a momentary feeling. But joy, as I said, is deeper and abiding. You can have joy even in the darkest moments. It's kind of like peace. You can have peace even when it doesn't make sense. Supernatural peace. One commentary states that joy in the Christian life is in direct proportion to a believer's walk with the Lord. So we need to recognize that, that joy is in direct proportion to a believer's walk with the Lord. Ouch. So if I am not reflecting joy in my life, if I'm not reflecting joy when I'm interacting with others, it's a reflection of my Christian walk. That's a strong statement. Very strong statement. You know, our men's group had a uh, meeting, and uh, Herman was leading this, and he was talking the difference between joy and happiness. And uh, the question is, are they the same? But they're not. They're not the same. You can, ha you, can, you can have happiness for a moment, 
and um, and and not have joy. But you can also have joy and not be happy. <laughs> yeah. You know, because joy is something that abides in you. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think it comes based upon the knowledge and the encounter that you have with God, the understanding that you have with God. Well, that, I, I just want to interject right there. That That is so important what you said. You can have joy and not be happy. You and I are that way with different situations that comes our way. We're not happy about everything that's going on in the world. I haven't been <laughs> happy about everything that's happened in 2020. I haven't been happy at times about things that are going on, you know, with situations that we we have to deal with and helping people and stuff like that. Sometimes I'm not happy about that. Sometimes I'm not happy that... You know, this person is behaving this way or that way or the other way. But that happiness, like I said, is is it's a fleeting it's feeling. It's temporary. It can flee away. You know, it's just like a fleeting with in a fleeting moment. It can be gone. But the joy that I have, the word says it's the joy of the Lord in Nehemiah in chapter eight, verse 10 says the joy of the Lord is our strength. So the joy of the Lord, that deep abiding joy gives me the strength to carry on, to continue to persevere, to press through any challenge, any adversity that could come my way. Yeah, I, you know, all of us have encountered happiness of some degree or the other, but have we encountered joy? Because joy will help get you through the hard times. Joy will help get you through the bad situations of life and you can still have that joy that peace inside that many people don't have mm-hmm. i think one of the greatest qualities or one of the greatest fruits of the spirit right now that we could we could operate in is joy mm-hmm. and people are attracted to joy uh people are drawn to someone that has joy in their life mm-hmm. and uh, I, I encourage you to ask the lord for the fruit of the spirit and the main one i'd look at right now is is having joy in your life mm-hmm. you know with all the turmoil and all the situations that people are going through in life you know businesses are closing people are losing their jobs we've got a lot of a lot of things that are still happening in our nation that that um is unsettling and uh, but it's a joy that you have that helps bring you through any difficult time or or any, any situation that we don't have the understanding of. So the joy, the joy is something that we can actually live with in the midst of pressing times. And people can look at you and say, why, why do you seem to be so happy in these times? Well, it's not a matter of being happy. It's a matter of having joy in your life. Amen. And I think, I think joy needs to be practiced huh. in our life. Mm-hmm. Where that we're not uh, exemplifying um, frustration or anger or those things that are, are opposite of what the fruits of the Spirit are. Long-suffering is one of the fruits of the Spirit. You know, a lot of people are short-tempered today. Mm. You know, the, the tolerance levels are, are, are uh, very, very short. Mm-hmm. So these are, these are things that I believe that need to be practiced. But they also need to be understood in our life. What, what gives me joy? Mm-hmm. What gives me that peace mm-hmm. in my soul that gives me the ability that no matter what's taking place around me, I still have joy. No one can steal your joy mm. when you understand what it is and you fight for your joy. You know, I, I reflect back like, for example, you know, different times, like when my dad, you know, was um, ill, um, you know, it was actually December 1st that we had to put him in the hospital, you know, before he went to be with the Lord within the next month, you know. And um, and in that situation, you know, I, I'm, I'm taking this to break it down because I feel like there are people that are watching that are saying, what are you talking about, the difference between happiness and joy and all? Because... You know, a lot of people tend to think that they're the same. 
you know, but, but, you know, we were not happy with that situation. I was not happy watching my dad in, in, in the hospital and, and being ill, but there was a deep joy. You know, I said earlier that joy many times is paralleled with peace. There's a deep joy that is, that is there and a peace that's there because I knew where he was going to go. I knew that he was going to go and be with the one he lived his life to serve, you know, and, and that there was a joy that I could find in the midst of that situation. You know, I noticed that um, Hutch is on here tonight with us and Hutch, I read what you wrote, you know, um, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, you know, you wrote a post on, on, on Facebook. Uh, it was very moving. And I know that you said that you were sharing it from someone else too, and how that this can be such a difficult time of the year and a lot of tears shed reflections of, you know, family times and maybe uh, seemingly better times or, or times when you had other relatives that were with you that are not here anymore and things of that nature. But I want to, I just want to encourage everyone who's watching, you know, when we have that relationship with the Lord and we press in for a relationship with the Holy Spirit, he will cause the fruit of the Spirit to manifest in you. He will cause that joy, that deep abiding joy to manifest. And it, and it will rise up when you least expect it. You know, it's like, um, I, I'll segue for a moment to talk about one of the gifts of the Spirit is faith. God will give a gift of faith when you need it in that moment. We all have faith, but there are times that there's a gift of faith that just like it kickstarts, you know, because God gives you that extra, I guess, like a double portion, that extra portion, whatever, at the moment when you need it. And I believe it's the same thing with the fruit of the Spirit. You know, we have the fruit of the Spirit in our life. We're allowing it to be reflected and emanate to others that we're in contact with. However, there are seasons and moments when supernaturally God like kickstarts you and you can have joy when it doesn't make sense, you know, and you can go through that situation and you can, you can be there. You know, we, we found ourselves at the time of my dad's passing, you know, while we were, you know, trying to brace ourselves for life without him being with us and not really knowing what that would picture would look like. We really didn't know because we'd never encountered that personally you know, with a parent prior to that moment. But yet we found ourselves being able to encourage other people. Uh, it, that doesn't make sense. That can only happen when you have that relationship with the Lord and that relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's when the joy of the Lord becomes your strength. In our weakness, he is made strong, is what the word says. So when we in the natural would be weak, the Holy Spirit begins to do that work in his children, in those that are connected to him. And he gives that supernatural experience of, of joy so that you can have the strength of the Lord to carry you through, you know, all those situations. I wanted to read something else I had here in my notes. Uh, um, joy has to be a willful commitment or a choice. So you say, Lord, I choose to rejoice in you because joy is an act of praise. The word rejoice, the word says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Wow, I think he's trying to get a message across. Rejoice in the Lord always. There are times in my life that I haven't wanted to rejoice. I wanted to complain. I wanted to cry. I wanted to be frustrated. I might have even wanted to hit somebody, and that's not even my nature. But there have been times when situations would come that you would just get so frustrated. Why? Because we're human beings. But when we say, Holy Spirit, take over. I've yielded my life to you. Take over and rise up in me in this situation. I'm not going to focus on the situation, but I'm going to focus on how big my God is, how great my God is. I'm going to rejoice in the Lord. And when I began to position myself to rejoice, praising God is the best antidote for depression and anxiety. And I'm going to say that again. 
Praising God is the best antidote for depression and anxiety. You cannot be in a position of praising God and be depressed at the same time. It just doesn't work. Yeah. I remember we were driving somewhere the other day and we had a little conversation with someone that was really agitated. And I made a comment to you. I said, well, next time they talk to you, tell them to go ahead and start praying in the Holy Spirit and uh, see how far see how far that goes or if they can't pray in the spirit when they're in the midst of that then they might be on the wrong side of the of the problem you know the reality of it is when you're in worship and you're in praise it's it's hard and i'm talking about true worship I'm talking about true praise it's hard to be angry yes it's hard to be spiteful it's hard to allow things to rise up That's in your right. heart and in exactly. your life and I think if we spent more time worshiping the Lord, mm -hmm. being in his presence, mm -hmm. then we can move into a place that a lot of things that at one time would bother us doesn't bother us anymore. Amen. Because of knowing how to worship. And again, worship again. Mm -hmm. you know? mm -hmm. Rejoice, however you want to say it there. But the word refers to rejoicing. But... In that rejoicing, it also brings us to a place of worship, yes. a place of praise, yes. a place of thanksgiving unto the Lord of what he has done in our life. And when you have that, that uh, attitude of gratitude, mm -hmm. it, it's, hard, it's hard to hold on to some things that um, we shouldn't be holding on to. It's easy to turn loose, is what I'm trying to say, of those things that, that would get under our skin. You know, I believe it was um, three weeks ago on a Sunday. I'm not sure exactly, but it was, um, I, think it, it, I think it was two weeks before Thanksgiving. I'm not, like I said, times kind of run together. But you were preaching on, um, you were talking about entering into the Holy of Holies. And you were talking about entering his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. And you broke down the, the candlestick and the table of showbread. And, you know, you were breaking down all of, the, the different um, elements that are in the tabernacle and into the Holy of Holies and everything. And, um, and as you were talking about that, you know, that just a moment ago, that talking about praise, you know, that's the word tells us, you know, when we come before the Lord, we come, come into his presence with singing, come to his presence with rejoicing, enter his gates with thanksgiving, you know. Um, and the word says, in everything give thanks. Why? For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So, I mean, God's telling us, it's a, it's a wake-up call and can't even be almost like a rebuke. Because our nature is to complain. You were talking, and it might have been in the same sermon. I just know recently, we're in church a lot. So sometimes the sermons run together. And I don't remember which week you were talking about which. But you were talking about um, Michael, who, uh, you know, made fun of David because of his worship and praise. You know, well, judgment came on Michael. You know, God is telling us, you know, and and we were recently we've talked about um, the the different wells and how that some of the wells, you know, with Jacob went in to redig the wells. Some of the wells were named based upon the complaining, and we talked on one of our broadcasts within the past few months how that we can cancel our blessings due to our complaining. And so God's telling us this over and over from the Old Testament to the New Testament that we need to stop the complaining and we need to focus on our blessings. He has blessed us abundantly. It is our choice what we focus on and it's our choice if we're going to become, you know, use a natural term, optimistic or pessimistic, that's our choice. You know, if we're going to have faith talk or if we're going to talk hopeless and, you know, giving up in the middle of adversities, these are our choices and they reflect our walk with God to those that are around us. It's hard for people to want the Jesus that we're telling them about. If we're complaining, we're negative, 
and, and everything we speak is defeat. Uh, people don't want to serve that Jesus. They're already serving man and they're serving the enemy if they don't know the Lord. And so they're already serving unto that. They want a difference in their life. So Christ is telling us to grow up, you know, be mature and learn how that in everything to give thanks and rejoice in the Lord always. I mean, it, it's constant, constant. This is what he's expecting. He created us to praise him. He created us to praise him. So we've got to have that thanksgiving on our lips, that praise on our lips and edifying Christ and others in, in the midst of that. You know, a lot of people um, want to preach about Jesus, but the, the Jesus that people see is not the Jesus that they're preaching. <laughs> you know, we, we've seen in, in life where that uh, kids were raised up in a so-called Christian home, and then you wonder why the kids just so far away from God once they get older. And I have to say that, that there's a lot of times the Jesus that the kids heard being preached was not the Jesus that was being lived in the home. Two different rules, two different games. It's, it's almost that, you know, the, the saying that says nobody knows what goes on behind closed doors. There's a lot of truth to that. You know, you can say one thing in public, but what you do behind closed doors, your, your family is seeing. Mm. Those that are your loved ones are watching. Those that are closest to you see the Jesus that you're living. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the Jesus that they see is not the Jesus that, that uh, they want. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, as we're talking about joy, we're talking about the gifts of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit. Um, to have the fruit of the Spirit in our life is to exemplify Christ through our life. That when people look at us, they see something of quality. They see something that, that they desire in their own heart mm -hmm. that causes them to come and say, you know what I'm observing here, I'd like to have that in my life. Mm -hmm. I know I've been happy at times. I know I've gone through some things, but you, you're going through some stuff and it seems like you've got joy. How can this be? It's because of Jesus abiding in them that gives them the joy that's in the midst in the midst of a storm, in the midst of total chaos, they can have peace inside. Amen. Amen. And so we're encouraging you this month, you know, I, and I don't know where you are in life right now. I know that I'm looking uh, right now online to see some of the people that are watching the broadcast. And, you know, one of our, you know, dear faithful members, um, Vita, she just lost her mother-in-law, and we're praying for her and Gerald and for the entire family, for Elise and for all of the grandchildren and extended family members at this time. It's always hard to lose someone, but it seems it's harder when it's so close to and in the middle of the holidays between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and, and we want you to know that we're praying for you. You know, the Word says that that sorrow, weeping only lasts for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And, you know, God wants us to take our season of grief. You know, we're going to grieve when we lose loved ones and, and when life causes transition to take place and, you know, everything's a little different and adjustments have to be made, you know, and, and, and those things that happen, you know, and so, so we totally understand and we want you to know that we're standing with you all. We're extending our love towards you. We're praying for you and we're just believing for the Lord to move and, and to bring supernatural peace and comfort to you. We're praying for, uh, for, for Phil and Malloy. Malloy, I see you here. We've been praying, honey, for, um, 
for Spencer. So thankful he came through surgery again. And I know that, you know, uh, I'm just standing with him. He's such a gifted and talented athlete. I know God wants to use that, that ability that he's given him. And we're believing for total miracle and turnaround in this situation, regardless of what the doctors have said. We're praying for you regarding the fire and the loss of your home. And we know that God is going to move and intervene. I, I'm challenging and we are challenging those of you that are watching tonight, but we're talking to also some of our closest friends and some who are leaders within our ministry to be an encouragement to you and, and to let you know that all of us have had these moments where that happiness faded. But that's when we relied on the joy of the Lord, which provided strength to sustain us. You know, it make, I've thought of this several times as we've been talking tonight. Paul said, having done all to stand, stand therefore. You know, that only can happen from that deep abiding relationship with the Lord. In fact, right now I feel in my spirit to pray for those of you that are watching and, and to encourage you to, to repeat after me in prayer. If you've never accepted the Lord, this is your opportunity to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but don't stop there. Let's go a step further and let's say, God, I want all that you have for me. I want a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God, for not not only giving us your son, but for giving us the gift and the person of the Holy Spirit. And help me, God, that I can have that kind of relationship. Let's just, let's pray together right now. I really feel stirred right now before we go any further. Lord, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Father, to forgive every sin that I've ever committed. Jesus, I ask you to become the Lord of my life. And I ask you, Lord, to take me and cause me to grow in you and to mature and to develop in my walk with you. And not just to merely be one who has encountered a, a, a salvation. Lord, Lord, help me to be matured and to grow in you, Lord, to be nurtured in you. I want a relationship with the Holy Spirit spirit. And God, I'm believing you that you're going to cause me to grow to the magnitude that I'm going to be able to operate in realms of the spirit. And that even when it doesn't make sense to have joy because of my relationship with you, Lord, I'm going to be able to manifest yeah. your a supernatural joy, not just happiness, but supernatural joy. And I'm going to be one that can spread joy to those you bring into my path. Amen. Those that are hurting, those that are seemingly hopeless, those that are broken, those that don't know where to turn, those that need direction. Father, that I could be a funnel, a conduit through which your Holy Spirit can flow to speak life and hope and joy to those that are distraught. Oh God, let that be the course of my life. I yield myself to you, God, for you to use me so that I can be one that brings joy into the life of others. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, this the program tonight is dealing with some things that are internal. Joy is not something that's just on the surface, but as, as Bev was saying earlier, joy comes and abides in you. And when we allow the presence of God to come in us, he brings joy. He brings his spirit in our life. Yes. And that brings us beyond just happiness. Yeah. It brings us into a place that we have a foundation in him. Amen. And when we know who we are in him and we know who he is in us, it gives us the joy of the Lord within us. Amen. And we're able to deal with situations or circumstances it doesn't mean that we go into denial. You know, Beverly right. was talking about her dad passing away and, 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 and having joy in that season. And that, and that may sound strange, but, but it's really not because God brings his presence in our life and he gives us that peace and he gives us that joy based upon the understanding and the knowledge that we have of him and 
the knowledge we have of eternity. Eternity goes outside of the time that we're in. Mm -hmm. Eternity is forever. And I know that when we enter into eternity, that we're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say one of two things, that, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. Now, if I know that my life is right with God, I don't have to fear that moment. I have joy to be able to enter into that moment because I know now that the battles that I fight in this time that I'm living in, I'm not talking about just in 2020, I'm talking about in my life. Mm -hmm. I no longer have to worry about that because I'm with the Lord. Amen. So that kind of a joy that gives you a peace that it doesn't matter what takes place around you. You say, well, that, that's kind of a, a strange, strange approach or a strange way to look at life. But when you, when you get to the place of knowing who you are and knowing who he is in you, what is there to worry about? The Bible tells us, don't fear those that can destroy the flesh, but fear the one that can destroy the flesh and the soul. Mm. Now, we're working out our salvation. The word says to work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm working out the salvation of my soul. Mm -hmm. But when he's in my soul, there is a joy that comes with him that brings me beyond the circumstances of life. And I can have joy. I can have peace in Amen. that moment, in that time. Amen. So I appreciate the teaching tonight. I think it's very good. I, I sat here and I thought, well... Uh, in a moment, I'm going I'm to interject something, but then I got to thinking, there's nothing to really interject. <laughs> Great teaching tonight, and I believe that, that it is touching people's hearts. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness will come, and it will go. You can be happy when you buy that new car, or you buy that new house, or you get your new hairdo. But there will be a time where the new wears off. And then you have to do some repairs. Happiness fleets at that moment. Joy never leaves as long as you're walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important. I think it's so important to know the difference between joy and happiness. I think in our life, people come and people go, but the word of the Lord stays the same. And when I keep that in, in focus, I can have people walk out of my life and not worry about it because the word of God stays the same. There's no other word than God's word. And when you study his word, it begins to grow inside of you and you begin to grasp and begin to understand more of who he is in you and what he's wanting to do through you. And then you're able to release yourself to do his will in your life. You know, I think people at times um, have so many plans that they don't have room for God mm. in their life. Wow. And I think as a result of that, it brings you to a place that you can experience happiness, but a lot of these people are, are, are looking for the next business, looking for the next dollar, looking for the next thing. So trying, to, trying to get that feeling of happiness when happiness is not what you need. Joy is what you need. Joy, when you have God in your life, joy is there. And it becomes very strong in our life. And you know, when you said that, you and I, sometimes we're in a conversation with people and we'll say, well, what is your definition of a Christian? You know, um, there are those that teach that if you just come to an altar and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you're saved. So you can go back out, never go in church again, live, live you however live. you want to live. And it creates so much confusion because Maybe that same individual is suddenly going through all hell. And 
someone will witness to them and tell them about the Lord and they'll say, oh, I've already met him. I've already gotten saved. I've already, you know, I did that when I was, you know, eight years old. I got saved. Yeah, but you're, you know, 52. When's the last time you've been to church? And are you, you know, trying to grow in him? You said it earlier in the broadcast. We're going to work out our own salvation, salvation of our soul. It's a process. You've heard the saying, anything worth having is worth fighting for. You know, a, a Christian walk is a process. Read Paul's writings. He's going to tell you there's warring. There's going to, James talks about the warring in our members in the book of James in the New Testament. Paul talks over and over about the warfare. He talks about the weapons of our warfare that are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. You know, it's a warfare, but there's a process. You know, please don't think that just because you accepted Jesus Christ you know, 40 years ago, but you've never picked up a Bible, you've never studied, you've never tried to grow in him, that you're okay. You're not okay. You're not okay. We've got to be growing in him. You know, when if you have children of your own or if some, you know, somebody in your family's got children, you know, they're not going to allow them, you know, if at all possible, they're not going to allow them to act their whole life like a two-year-old if they have the ability of acting and growing and maturing, you know, to whatever age they are, you know, 30 or whatever it might be, you know, they're going to challenge them to grow. God has equipped us and he's challenged us to grow in him over and over in the word. It talks about how we need to grow. You know, we need to be stretched. You know, you, you need to get under a ministry that's going to stretch you, that's going to challenge you to grow in the Lord. And, it, and it's not always a fun process. The outcome is amazing. But the process, as we're growing in God, it it's revealed to us our weaknesses and things we've got to repent of. And we're like, oh, wow, I thought I was over that. Oh, wow, I thought I had forgiven that person a long time ago. These things begin to become manifest in our lives because the closer we get to God, no evil can stand in his presence. So he begins to reveal to us the impurities that are in our life so that we can get our life our soul right with God and work out our salvation. That's very good. You were saying something a minute ago and it's already escaped me what you said, but in your process of talking about happiness and I was like, that's true because that's what happens to people when they think, you know, this and that and the other thing. It's because they've just had that one-time encounter. It can't be a one-time encounter. It has to be every day. Mm -hmm. When you look in the Old Testament, you find the children of Israel that have now been brought out of bondage, out of slavery. Mm -hmm. And they go on a journey, and they're 40 years walking around a mountain. God's providing for them every day. Mm -hmm. he's, he's warming them at night. He's a, he's a, a shade in the daytime. Mm -hmm. And they keep going around. Every day, they're getting manna, bread. That come, or, or as the term would be, what is this? What is it? Mm -hmm. The manna would come every day, and they would have to come out of their tent each day to go in and receive the manna. Mm -hmm. If they hoarded it or, or put it aside, then worms would get mm -hmm. in it, and, and it was no good. So they had to go out the next day to get new manna, which gives us an example of how we need to live our life that. Reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, and looking at the bread of life, that we need to collect it every day. It's not a one-time trip to an altar, mm -hmm. but it's something that every day we need to come out of our tent, gather the manna, and bring it back into the tent. The tent was a representation of their home, their household. They brought it back into their family. You know, the greatest thing that we can do as individuals is gather the Word of God every day, bring it into our family so that our family can grow. 
you know, many, many people, the only word they hear is the word that a preacher brings and presents on a Sunday. That's not enough. It's not enough to live this life. It's not enough to survive with. We have to, as individuals, get into the Word and read it ourselves so that we can have that relationship with God the way we need to have that relationship with God. Now, I believe that, that this program has challenged many people in watching and listening to what we're, what we're saying here. And I want to challenge each one of you to go into yourself and ask yourself, am I doing enough? Am I doing enough to have that relationship that I want with God? I think all of us, in our relationship with God, you get to a point where you say, you know what, this is not enough. I want more. I want more of him. I want, I want to know him better. I want to, to understand him deeper. And, and that begins to propel you to study more, to understand, to pray more. Mm -hmm. But it's the stage between your desire and getting to the place that you want to be. Mm -hmm. That you have to make the decision that you're going to press on, that you're going to push your way through. That You're going to get up, you're going to read the Word, you're going to study the Word of God. And allow yourself to grow. See, just going to church is not enough. Amen. Just going, just attending church is not a, well, I go to this church or I'm a part, or I'm a member. Forget all of that stuff. The reality of it is it's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And unless I go in and gather the word, then I'm not growing. I can hear great messages. I can hear great preaching and, and all of that. But if I'm not digging into the word, then I'm not growing myself. You say, well, I'm growing what I'm hearing what they're saying. Okay, you're being challenged for a moment. <clears throat> but is the challenge bringing you to a deeper walk with God, or are you remaining the same? You can sit under tremendous ministry and never grow. Mm -hmm. I, I know people. I know people. Wow, yeah. <laughs> I know people that were under your dad's ministry. Mm -hmm. But they chose not to grow. Mm -hmm. They 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 chose had the same opportunity we had, mm -hmm. but they made a choice, right? Whether to dig in now, I think one of the most phenomenal ministries in the seventies and the eighties was incredible, and people gathered, but many people didn't grow, right? And then and then when calamity came. Mm -hmm. Then people scattered. Right. Well, where was their relationship? Mm -hmm. Was it in a man or is it in our Savior? Mm -hmm. And that's the question that we need to ask. Mm -hmm. If everything around me begins to shake, mm. do I have enough in me mm -hmm. to stand on that solid ground? Yes. Or am I going to be shaken also? Right. And that's a question... That's a question we need to ask ourselves. And, and if there's doubt in our mind, then we need to change that doubt into knowing. Amen. If, if, if we're wondering whether we could stand, then we need to change that mystery of wondering into a place of, no, I'm going to stand because of this, is, this is my foundation. Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Amen. You know, upon the foundation of Jesus Christ is what the church is built upon. It's, it's not built upon the crowds. It's not built upon the fog machine. And it's not built upon the band. <laughs> Come on. It's built upon Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I believe there's a lot of people that, um, that have a great relationship with the Lord. And in the midst of all the shaking in 2020, they have stood solid. Mm -hmm. But I also know people that have been shaken mm -hmm. in 2020 and are wondering what's next. Mm -hmm. You know, in reality, it doesn't matter what's next. What matters is, am I right with him? Amen. If I'm right with him, then anything else can take place in this world and 
We don't, we're not going to be shaken. Am I concerned about the world? Am I concerned? Am I going to feel it? Absolutely. But what I'm saying is my soul mm -hmm. is satisfied mm -hmm. in him. Amen. Amen. You know, um, we want you to know that uh, Garland and I have prayerfully put together specific ministry to be presented to you this December. We hope that you're going to be able to watch every one of the broadcasts that are coming forth. We're here every Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and every Sunday morning at 9. And we are also, uh, the programs are available on our website, praisechurchoflouisiana.com, also on YouTube and on Facebook. They're, they're available for you to watch. And you know, if, if you, you're watching and you're saying, man, my friend is really going through it. They need this message, but they are not on Facebook. Well, no problem. Go to YouTube, copy that link and text it to them. Share the message with others. This is the, the greatest opportunity to share the love of, and the hope that's found in Christ with other people. And it's the easiest way. You know, over the years, we've had so many people. We grew up in church, you and I. And, and we've known people forever who's like, oh, I have the hardest time witnessing to people. Or I, I, I get a little nervous. Or I get a little, you know, awkward about embarrassing people. But everybody sends texts, you know, everybody does. So, I mean, you can easily share the love of Christ that way. The other thing I want to say is we would like to um, encourage you that you would, as you're watching the different broadcasts, we have Linda Bond, who's going to be on with us, and she's going to talk about loneliness and how to deal with loneliness during the holidays. And then during this year, uh, Kimberly Williams has taught one of our, our, our sync groups, our small groups through Zoom on the topic of boundaries. And she's going to talk about boundaries. You know, boundaries can be difficult at any time, but they can, when you've already set these boundaries, but yet during the holidays, you might need to go to a family function with the people you just set boundaries with. How do I cope? How do I get through that? So we're, we're dealing with topics that we believe are pertinent. Next Tuesday night, we have um, a, a power team, young couple, that's going to be on with us, Herman and Amanda Galatis. They're a very wonderful young couple and powerfully anointed by God. And you know, in this year where so many have lost so much and suffered so much, because of their faithfulness and their obedience, we've seen how God has blessed them in many ways. And I'm not sure what they're going to share. They may share some of that testimony next Tuesday. We told them, you let us know what, you, what God's telling you you want to share. And we're going to come together and we're going to minister next Tuesday night. The Rasmussen's, our daughter and son-in-law, they're going to be with us. Bethany will be with us here tomorrow night. And then next Wednesday, uh, Joshua and Bethany will be ministering. We just got a lot going on. Now, if you're wondering about our in-person services during the month of December, we're here in person tonight, and we're thankful for those that have come to be here with us tonight. And we will be here tomorrow night and next Tuesday night and Wednesday night. This church will be open in Gonzales for in-person services and every Sunday at 9 a.m. And so we encourage you to, like I said, watch the broadcast and share these messages with others that you know they'll be an encouragement to. You know, we'll be here 9 a.m. Sunday morning and 11 a.m. in New Orleans. That's right. Mm -hmm. So uh, you don't want to miss that. And then if you want to be a partner with us here, mm -hmm. we would de deeply appreciate you joining out and being a part of what we're doing. Every dime that is uh, given, I believe that God is going to reward us uh, for the souls that are, the, that, that are coming into the kingdom if you want to be a partner with us, please join us. It's going to be great. We use the money uh, for equipment and time and all the expenses that we have with uh, putting these broadcasts together. But you know something? I, I have to say this, that God has a miracle for each and every one of us. And I want you to begin to take your faith and begin to look in the Word of God for miracles. The, words, the Word says, God is no respecter of person. If he did it for one, he'll do it for you. And we can look through scripture and begin to see all the great miracles that God has done through time, through the writings. If he did it for them, 
And if God's no respecter of person, which I believe that he's not, that he'll do it for you also. Amen. And you may be sitting there tonight and you may need a miracle in your life. You know what? We serve a healer. We serve a deliverer. We serve one that can change your world in a second. So call on him. Ask him to come into your life and ask him to bring the miracle that you need in your life. God will show up. He's never failed us. And the word says he'll never forsake us. I want to thank you for joining us tonight. I want to thank you for spending your time listening to the broadcast. And I pray that you take this word, let it get into your heart, and begin to grow in God through his word. Devour the word. Read, study the word. You know, the moment that, that you start making a, a decision for change in your life is the moment the enemy also begins to say, I'm about to lose them, and it seems like all hell breaks loose. Mm -hmm. don't, don't be distracted from the distractions. Mm -hmm. You stay with it. Keep your prayer life going. Keep reading the word. Allow it to get inside of you that you can change and that God can change you. We love you. We appreciate you joining us tonight. We'll be back here tomorrow night, same time, 7 p.m., and we're going to have another great word. We love you, and we'll be seeing you soon. God bless you.